<laughs> you can see me good, so. Oh, it is. It's that's nice. All that matters. It's a good glow. Oh, yeah. Going for that warm glow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so ghetto right now. I'm just trying to tape. I, I, I noticed that you also. You, <laughs> you had mustache tape. Oh, I do, yeah. yeah. That's how we uh, mark everything on tour. Oh, so that's that hilarious. People know it's ours. You know, All you're right. a marketing genius. I, I will give you that. <laughs> I'll F, I didn't rip a big enough piece. Hold on. You're good. <laughs> so you're going to hang real weird for a second. I, I like the uh, your your post with the YouTube comment that the guy was like, this is generic, but that dude's got a killer mustache. Yeah, it's like I can't even be mad about that. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. There was at least a compliment in there. I mean, really, I care more about my mustache, what people think about my mustache, than I do our music anyway. So. Yeah, that's what it's really about. I mean, like, you know, getting your message out there, getting, you know, your talent, and that's that's all well and good, but, you know, mustache... Mustache oh, is forever. Mustache is king. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah All man. right. We're freaking set up, dude. Actually, I'm a little bit. My face is a little bit blown out. See if it can auto correct. I don't know. Whatever. You're you can see good. me. That's all that matters. Yeah, dude. You're 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 lovely. You're a you're a breath of fresh air over a oh, face mask in this time of quarantine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, that could be the nicest thing that anyone's ever said to me. To be honest. Oh. You're welcome, buddy. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Jeremy Schaefer from Earthgrowns. That's who I'm talking to. My uh, what I'll, it is? I always get that a uh, bit of uh, of criticism from my mother, who diligently listens to the show, but she's always like, "You need to say who you're talking to." And I was like, okay, uh, got you, mom. thanks, mom. So, Miriam, this is Jeremy Schaefer. Hi, Miriam. He's in one of them yelling bands. Yeah, I'm sorry. We make lots of noise. Noisy boys. Yeah, man. Uh, the, the question was, how how am I doing? I said tired, and I think that just sums up everything lately. I'm just tired. It's like, so my work is, uh, I guess the, the word nowadays, like essential. So I, I work at like- Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I work at like a residential healthcare facility, so nothing's changed for us sure. except like the stress level, like just all this added- like we had to like build all these like gates and fences and have to get temperature checked and like oh, lost wow. some staff and it's just been annoying um yeah and added stressful and then like my school went online so that just kind of like doubled the workload like the e- even the easy classes now it's just like extra bull crap to do so yeah yeah it's just exhausting sure. man what about you no i uh so I live in this tiny town up in South Dakota, and honestly, nothing's really changed here. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, everything is still open and everything is functioning as it was before. Um, we're South Dakota is not really in the. There's not much crisis here. There's only a few, I guess, reported cases, and those are in like Sioux Falls. So nothing has hit here yet. So everything has pretty much stayed the same. Um, and honestly for my job, for my studio job anyways, like I've been quarantining myself for like the last eight years already anyways. <laughs> yeah. So besides tour, I, I literally just, I don't leave my studio. So nothing really is super different for me. Um, wait, wasn't there but, just an earthquake? 
Not here. Well, I must have missed it. I, I guess I uh, must. Maybe um. It could be. I my I don't go on the. I don't watch the news or anything. So it could have happened. and I might have missed it. My geography is not notoriously not the best, but I know it was uh, somewhere. There was one in Salt Lake City or Utah. Utah in Idaho. Is that nowhere near you? Nowhere near me. <laughs> <laughs> Where is, I'm still not convinced Dakota's a real place. You'll have to. <laughs> oh yeah, you were the. You're the one that we've had this conversation so about. So what? Yeah. What's the? So I was talking to my buddy Tyler. He lives in like small town, um, Tennessee. So what is? And I'm in. So I'm in, I'm in Louisiana, which is the south. Right. But if you if you have heard, Louisiana is getting wrecked by this thing, and we have like thousands of cases. Really? Uh, but Dang. still, there was a, there was this attitude of like, meh, it's nothing. So like, wh- what's it like where you're at in this tiny town? Are people um, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm so bad at going out and talking to people. Um, I think for the most part, it's pretty meh. Like nobody is really too concerned about it yet, but I will say this. Most of my town is made up of, uh, like 60 and older. Um, so if it were to so hit here, it like hit, half the population bad. will wipe, get wiped out. That's so, so that'd and, be and rough, but I, I didn't even like, um, well, so you just like, you just, uh, I love, I'm assuming it had to do with quarantine, but, or, or just, um, you, you kind of sent out the bat signal of like, Hey, who's got some podcasts I want to be on. So I was like, yeah, man, yeah. well, yeah, two. with the, pretty much. Cause I knew that everyone was going to be quarantined and lo- looking for stuff to listen to. And I know how much everyone likes to listen to me talk. Oh dude. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, but we just had that record drop, you know? So I'm just trying to like hype up that a little bit too. And, uh, and I just love talking with people, you know, cause like, I'm not going to be able to, we're not going to be able to tour for a long time. So, yeah, um, that's, that's why I didn't even like, I, it just dawned on me. I read, I'm sure. Did you, I don't know where I want to start. Cause there's a few things. First off, the new record is killer. Second dude, thank off, you. Then I read the news that you lost some members. Yep. And then yep. third off the touring thing. Um, you pick, where do you want to start? Uh, let's talk about the member thing, so get that okay. out of the way. Yep. Yeah. The, the elephant in the room. Yeah. Yep. Big bummer. Uh, no bad blood or anything like that. Just uh, Zach has um, he's been doing video stuff for a number of years and now. F- I mean, fill us in who uh, who 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 the members are. Okay, so Zach is on uh, guitar. He's one of the members that left. Caden is on bass, and he's one of the members that left. And then Brady's on drums, and he's still around. And my name is Jeremy, and I play vocals. <laughs> but, um, so Zach yeah. has been doing Zach's been doing video stuff for a good number of years, and he's really, really good at it. Always has been. Just one of those things that he does super well. Um, he got um, a job offer that he basically couldn't refuse, and he'd kind of been juggling both the band and that, but he was just having a really hard time, and he was having to pass up on some really good opportunities for the sake of video. Uh, or for the sake of touring and the band and stuff. So he kind of got to the point where um, he's like, I just, he didn't want to like, I guess he wanted a whole ass something instead of half-assing yes. two things, you know? Yeah. Which I totally understand. And um, and Caden uh, lives in Nashville also with Zach. Um, and I think Caden's just kind of had a change of heart with the whole touring thing. Like he, he got to do it and he's enjoyed it, but he's kind of, he's like kind of moving on to, uh, the next thing he's ready to put his big boy pants on, I guess. 
Yeah, so. it's it's not for everyone, huh? I would imagine. No, it, it's really not. Um, I mean, it's if you want to make money, it's definitely not for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, which so that that weeds out a lot of people right there. You know, unless you like are playing in some kind of sold out style that like actually makes money or like has a big fan base, then it's basically you're not going to make a whole lot of money doing it. And for me, it's it's never been about that. You know, if I make money, like and can pay some bills like obviously like that's amazing and Mm -hmm. god bless america but um if i can't if i never make a paycheck from this like that's fine too yeah i for me it's 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 about you know it's it's my calling or i believe it to be my calling and stuff and um so in your your career your second career i guess i'd call it is kind of set up in a way that that makes it possible so that's kind of and i'm sure that was like by design Right. I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily my design. I would say more maybe of God's design. Like, I feel like he kind of like had some of that stuff in the motion, you know, without even me knowing it, you know, and I feel like that's how Earth Groans is all the way around is that everything has just been like by God design or like just very, very well thought out, not by me. But um, I give I just I guess I'm just giving credit to God because I think that he really um that's the reason why things have worked out so well. And even through this, like, uh, though we aren't going to be touring for a while, I already have like new members in place to, uh, fill, uh, fill the shoes until we find, you know, uh, if we find, you know, final members again, maybe it'll just be like hired gun kind of situation too. Uh, I don't know. Who, who was the primary songwriter? Me. I write like pretty much all the music. So, okay. And lyrics and stuff. So, yeah. So, Okay. And I own I own like all the gear for the most part too. So okay, so yeah. So we sh- we shouldn't expect some massive stylistic change all of a sudden. Then. No, okay. not really. I mean, like we said, or I don't know if you know this, but our next record is going to be quite a bit heavier. But that was kind of like our idea with these two EPs this uh, year is that the first one was going to be lighter and the second one's going to be heavier. This this one is so. light. You say that's this the light one, one is light. Yeah. And I mean, the next one, the next one isn't like insanely heavier, but I mean, this one has like stuff that we've never done. We've never sang before. Yes. So number one, that's a big thing for us. Like that makes it a lot lighter is the fact that it has uh, singing um, and like the structure is very or the it's very structured. The songs are written very structured, which hasn't always been that big of a thing so that's a little bit different yeah like the um the, um, the track silks was very or silk sure was, uh, silk yep pretty i would describe it yes very much sure so. yeah um, which nobody has ever said that about our music so that definitely is like that's something different for us yeah so, nobody no, okay. will be saying anything is pretty on the next record <laughs> that's that's ex- so how so you're if people if my listeners don't know you're i can't remember if you said it last time but whatever i spend too much time prefacing if um, so your kind of model you sold to solid state was like, Hey, we're going to do these. We're just going to pump out EPs on yes. a more consistent basis. So like how yep. far do you essentially have like a record written out so that you can just like pop it out in peace? Like how far in advance are these things written and ready to go? Uh, man, I would say like six months to a year. Nice. Like we have the, the next one is all written. Um, it's not recorded yet. I still some of the stuff is recorded, but uh, it's mainly just written right now. Um, and uh, so, and that's 
probably going to drop later this year, like in the fall, depending on how everything happens with this Corona thing. And yeah, I mean, obviously that's messing up literally everything. So we don't know how or when that will drop, but, um, I know the label still wants to put it out this year. So, yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know a lot of bands that some bands had been putting stuff off. Other bands are like, we're still going to, but really, so this day, like I remember some, um, like I was reading about August Burns Red and their, their statement, like, hey, we're still going to put it out even though it might hurt our first weeks. And it's like, in this day and age, really, though, is like your first week physical sales really, like, does that really yeah. happen in stores that much? No. I don't think so. Yeah, now the way that they are, <laughs> first weeks I don't think don't matter at all anymore. I mean, it. so th- the way first weeks used to work is that, the record label would judge how well you were going to sell for the whole year off that first week's sale. Like first week's sale ended up being, I think, 25% of your whole sales for the whole year. And that's how they kind of gauge budgets and how like how much to put into promotion and how much to like give you for your next record for, uh, for budget and everything. So now obviously everything is different and everything is about streaming. So first weeks don't matter quite as much, but they still are, they still use it. Um, and they, they take somehow there's, they take streaming into account as part of first, uh, so many streams is basically a sale, a record sale is what they're kind of doing. Okay. So, oh yeah. Like uh, what do they call it? Like digital equivalent units or something like yes, that. Yes. Yep. So yeah. Uh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I don't have anything. Oh, you go ahead. ahead. (laughs) Um, Well, I was going to say, and I don't, you know, as much as you're comfortable with, I love, and I think other people would like to, like, insider questions. So, like, this day and age, so when a band like yours, you get together, you go shopping for a label, what do Mm -hmm. labels, like, what does a record deal in 2018, 19, uh, consist of what do they say like here's what we do for you um, sure we don't necessarily have to talk specific numbers but just like what is yeah. that what does it all mean yeah what does it all mean um, basil yes so the point a lot of people don't understand the point of a record label so i'll just kind of like give a vague like rough kind of like uh, i guess description so the main reason why you want to sign to a, a band wants to sign to a, a record label is not because the minute that you sign that you're immediately famous and you're going to make a lot of money. It's because every record label has a big fan or a big, uh, I'll say umbrella, of fan group, a fan mm-hmm. base, you know? So for instance, we'll say uh, solid state has 2 million fans that listen religiously to solid state bands. Pun so intended. yeah, the minute that, um, a band signs to that label, they now acquire a large percent of that fan base, A, out of um, loyalty to the record label, and B, out of, like, it's just right there. They're like, oh, we know that we like everything that le- that this label has put out, or we like a majority of what this label has for um, bands. So I'm going to give this a listen and see if I like it, you know. Um, so when, when we signed on to solid state, you know, because of us signing to solid state, we are now exposed to this large umbrella of fan base and acquire a large part of it, uh, a large part of it, you know? And, um, so that's exposure is the number one thing why you signed to, um, a record label. Uh, 
the second thing would be is it just adds legitimacy mm-hmm. to you, uh, to your band. Um, I think a lot of people don't, since we live in America and everything's so oversaturated, there's so many bands out there that people almost need to be told what to listen to, told what's good because yeah. they, they don't really know. So the minute that you signed a label, you get this uh, invisible stamp of approval and people are like, oh, this band is worth listening to because this label said so. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, there's obviously millions of great bands out there, but because they don't get like that stamp of approval or they don't get that exposure, they'll never be heard, you know? And Which, so it is, it is, that's so true. And it's so, it it is like crazy impressive to actually get signed to, to like a a major label these days. Yeah. Well, and even more so to like something like uh metalcore where I would say there is uh, by orders of magnitude more metalcore bands out there doing their thing than there are like bonafide pop stars that are yeah, going for absolutely. major label. So like the the yep. the pool is thick. So yeah, how did how did like what was the and I'm sure these are the questions you've heard to death. So we don't spend too much time on them. But like, how did what was the how did y'all get discovered? I guess. Sure. Um, so when Earthground started, we started as a touring band. Um, like our very first show was our first tour date of our first tour. You know, um, so we immediately hit the ground running, and we were touring. Um, I think a hundred days. Uh, our very first year, I think we toured over a hundred days. Um. And for years, we, um, for I think two years before the label picked us up, but we, uh, two and a half years, I think. Um, but we, we were touring just nonstop. Like the, the day that we would get, like I was always booking two to three tours at a time. So we would be on tour and then I'd be booking the next two tours. So we'd go out, we'd be out for two weeks. We'd come home for three weeks. We'd go out for three weeks. We'd be home for four weeks. We'd go out, you know, for three weeks. So it was just like that continually through the year. Um, and uh actually uh we uh acquired the name road dogs just because we were touring so much yeah. you know um and we were just DIYing it you know and uh just making it happen and i think like if you look at the the history of solid state bands well, i'll just say this solid state bands are known for being hard working touring bands true um so that's i think that was like one of the main things the main reasons they had heard of us or kind of caught wind of us or started watching us is just because like oh these guys are willing to work hard Mm -hmm. because a label can only do so much for a band the band has to be willing to put in the time on the road and that's like why i said you don't just sign to a label and then all of a sudden you're huge like you still like that's basically in a sense that's your starting line for Mm -hmm. you know uh getting into the industry and stuff so we had actually sent them a press pack um, and uh, didn't expect to land a deal off of it. We were more sending a press pack because we were starting to write the next record and we were hoping to plant a bug in their ear to see if they'd be interested in us for our next release. Well, the day they got the the, the press pack in, they, they emailed us and said, hey, we've actually heard of you guys um you know we'd love to jump on the phone and talk so it was that's unreal very unreal i mean we used to great feeling yeah i mean it was all of our dream labels and we used to joke about 
um, being on solid state. Like it wasn't actually possible, you yeah. know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, it was definitely a dream come true. So that's very awesome. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. So, so with, did you read the tweet? Uh, I can't remember who it was from, but it was like a Twitter, Twitter thread. And the, and the dude was basically, um, I think they just called him like metal tour promoter or something, but it was the guy talking about, he doesn't think, uh, tour widespread touring is going to happen again until like January, 2021. Did you read that recent thing? I no, but I just saw somebody make a meme about that. And like literally right before we started this podcast, I saw somebody, I think it was kingdom core. Uh, they posted, uh, on Instagram, something about like, yeah, there might not be like, and that better not be true. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I know. Is, I mean, I can understand large scale touring, but like I, I'm, I'm right now I'm booking a DIY tour for July. And yep. I mean, I already have, um, I would say about 15 or 16 out of those dates confirmed. So we'll hope that that happens. Yeah, um, and I got I got but, fur, I got Furnace Fest tickets, dude. So oh shoot, dude. Yeah, so that was the first thing I thought of. Well, and so here's a glimmer of hope. So I, I also had a uh, Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan tickets for uh, April 26th, and I've just got the email today, and they rescheduled that for oh, uh, September 4th. So okay. apparently, Ticketmaster at least is thinking. Yeah something around then is, is going to give. So I, and I think yeah. what the, what the, the, the author, Arthur, Arthur, the author was saying <laughs> was like, even when, and I guess this would kind of apply for bigger things. He was just anticipating that like, even when touring starts back, it's going to be, you're going to have the factor of people being afraid, which, right. uh, which that to me is kind of debatable. I think people might be kind of anxious for it. Um, you have, yeah, the the fear factor, the possible state regulations saying like you, it's you know limit severely limiting crowd numbers, things sure. like that. So that's why he was like, I don't know, I I feel like it's gonna be early twenty twenty one or whatever. Yeah, what? I know. Um, sorry, I was uh, no, we so we had a a booking agent over in the UK that was hoping at the beginning of the year he had hit us up and said, hey, we'd love to bring you guys over with uh one of the releases of you know your albums this year and so he was planning on doing something september october depending on like the release of the record well i had a face facetime with him last week and he said yeah they're totally canceling everything for the rest of 2020 as far as bringing american fans over yeah yeah so that's like that's a little bit different that's not like i don't think they're canceling tours within the uk but they are postponing basically all tours or there basically won't be any tours um as far as american bands going over to the uk so he kind of said like yeah we'll talk again in 2021 so 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 as someone who's well not we won't call it primary income but like a massive portion of your life okay you you tour literally hundreds of days a year so like as this Mm -hmm. thing was playing out well first off did you was there a current tour that you were on that you had to get off of? No. N- okay. Luckily, it's funny because we originally were going to do a tour, and um, and then Zach and Zach and Caden had kind of talked about dipping and stuff. So 
I wasn't sure what to do. And um, so we ended up passing on that, which it worked out because the tour didn't happen anyways. Wow. Um, so we would have, you know, we would have lost that tour anyways. But um, but we did have plans to do um, some stuff in like late May and June. So that obviously got pushed back. And hopefully, hopefully, I mean, I push it back to July because um, that's when festival season is. And uh, mm-hmm. Audio Feed is the only the only festival I see probably still happening. Um, and that's the, I don't that's know if you know July, what that is. That's in July, huh? Yeah, that's the yeah, first that's week of July. Yeah, 2.0. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd call it 2.0. But... Well, but yeah, it, was, it, it, <laughs> yeah, kind, it's of, new... it kind of filled the gap for, for yes, the first. Yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but so... so... As, as a band, though, watching this, so like how did with you and i'm sure you're you talk with people in the industry and other bands and you you know you record people how did y'all like what was kind of the the mood watching all this go down like were y'all like (laughs) okay you know what i'm saying it's kind of like i can only yeah i can only imagine right i can only imagine in in the (laughs) who sang that (laughs) uh mercy me yep yeah one of those yeah um (laughs) But I don't, I don't know. I'm like, it was just weird, like how fast everything happened, you know, like it was, it started off as just being memes and then all of a sudden, boom, like everything was getting shut down. And, and so now, and now everything is just all about uncertainty. And that's honestly, I think that's every, whatever has everybody on edge more than anything is that nobody really knows when this is all going to be cleared up and we'll be able to be at it again. Um, so I think that's why everyone is honestly going crazy is because literally nobody knows what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's definitely the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. And, um, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose like quite a bit of work because, uh, I work with bands, you know, and bands, most likely bands. I mean, I have the optimist, the optimism that, People are like, okay, well, we're quarantined, so we're gonna write new music. That's what so I that as soon as as soon as this is over, we can get back to the studio, get new music out because people are gonna be dying for it. So I'm kind of just optimistic that, like, yeah, I'm gonna be hurting for a bit, but um, after this, like, I'll be able to make up for it with, um, you know, bands that have been writing through the quarantine and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would imagine there's going to be quite a few quarantine albums. I would hope. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, the record we're, I mean, our next record is basically a quarantine record because, like, I've that's all I've really done since this thing has taken off. Is is like, well, we're not going to be touring, so okay, we'll we'll just make sure the record is extra freaking good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I mean, there's some silver lining. What What do you think about sure. the the musician response of everyone doing like um and i don't know why it's like it doesn't it's not that it doesn't sit well but i'm just like i don't know it's not as appealing as i thought it would be but all the musicians doing like quarantine live shows oh um you know i think it's cool um i mean it's like it's trying to fill a void for people to help people stay sane you know people like really like for a lot of people in our generation, going to shows is a large part of their life, oh, you know? Absolutely. And so I think it's good to help people kind of stay sane because like for most people, like this is just like wrecking them and yeah. they don't know what to do with themselves. And like people are, are depressed and, um, are just really having a really hard time with it, which I totally understand. 
Um, so I think, I think it's good, um, to help people's, uh, like mentality or not mentality, but just help keep people sane, you know, their sanity and just like being able to expose people to still like some kind of culture other than them just like watching Netflix and stuff, you know, this is true. I did the, the, the one I really enjoyed was, uh, have you ever heard of the band Owl? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Is it like owl, but yeah, with an extra O-W- E? O W O God, I can't spell out loud. O W E L in all okay. capitals. Ah, sounds cool. They've What's been, uh, yeah. what style is that? Uh, they're on Trustkill, I think. They, okay. Or Equal Vision or Trustkill Equal Vision, I think. Um, it's like really, uh, it's kind of like explosions in the sky with lyrics. I guess you could say it's really like emotive, oh, crescendo-y. Sure. Oh, dude, it's great. But they've been doing, um, I'm sure I'd be into that. Dude, check it out. Um, yeah. I, I posted, I shared recently, they did a, so they've been doing quarantine covers and they just did the district sleeps alone tonight by postal service. And they, so they're cool. all playing from their respective houses and it's really good. Oh, that's really sweet. I'll, I'll send you over a, uh, that's like been my newest favorite obsession. I'll send you over a, a good track from them. Yeah. Um, that'd be cool. Crap, what was I gonna say? Oh, so and speaking of of mustaches and memes and viruses and mm-hmm. Christianity, have you seen the Hulk Hogan thing that went viral? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, so and I wasn't aware that and I wasn't aware that Hulk Hogan is like a, a, a born again Christian or not. I born did. Again. I did know that. I, okay. I remember something about that, but he's like pretty out there. I think a little he, bit. He is. So he wrote this big long post about that. That was the other interesting thing about this whole uh, debacle is like the the evangelical response and like the Christian response. But so he made this whole long post um, saying basically um, like you worshipped uh, you worshipped the football and god took away your stadiums like you worship musicians and god took away your concerts and mm-hmm. basically named everything like the virus took away and like are sure. you going to use this time to like reconnect with god or whatever and it was just like it's like i, I totally understand i'm trying to find it so i can find the exact quote yeah. i understand the uh the message but it kind right. of comes off it, the wrong way <laughs> it does man i yeah. never the people that um oh yeah here we go <laughs> i'm just gonna read it to you yeah. Oh yeah. In three short, this is. <laughs> keep in mind, this is uh from Hulk Hogan. So yeah. Um, in three short months, just like he did with the plagues of Egypt, God has taken away everything we worship. God said, "You want to worship athletes? I will shut down the stadiums. You want to worship musicians? I will shut down civic centers. You want to worship actors? I will shut down theaters. You want to worship money? I will shut down the economy and collapse the stock stock market." You don't want to go to church and worship me. I will make it where you can't go to church. And, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I can't really, I can't, it just sounds like, it sounds like he's bl- like, that's like blaming God for all the things like, right. this is like this God whole, did this. yeah, this plague is all God, you know, and right. I don't really, I don't think that that's a good message to spread. Exactly. I don't because I don't I mean I don't believe that like God was like you know what they are worshiping the athletes and the I'm gonna shut all this down by bringing in this play right. like, I don't think that that I don't either I don't think I that's don't, how that's it went not out. the God that I worship I guess I don't know right what if if at all and then um are you uh familiar with N.T. Wright at all that author uh-uh I don't think so um 
Uh, he's one of them smart fellas that <laughs> that writes about Christianity, but his his essential thing was like Christianity has nothing to say about the coronavirus, and by that he means like this isn't. Um, you know, I just quoted an article to you that I just read the headline, and I know nothing about the body of it. So I'm just gonna throw <laughs> that quote at you. Okay, this is uh, sure. I was I was counting on you to have seen it, and I have made a calculated error. <laughs> but so what? Being a Christian, what's interesting too? Do you believe that this is in fact the Earth groans that it talks about in the Bible? This is. The, I mean, it's what's yeah. your, what's your response from a faith perspective? If, I, if any at all, like what, sure. what do you think's going on? I don't know. I, it is really strange that in the last few years that so much has happened, like within things that are happening in the earth. Um, like this, just this year alone, the tornado in, in, uh, in Tennessee and then the earthquakes and then the coronavirus and everything else that's happening. Uh, the flooding and the fires, it is really, really wild. So, um, but yeah, I would say, yeah, it's the earth groaning, man. Like, yeah, um, I'm not going to be like, dude, we're in the end of days because I feel like the end of days in a, like could be hundreds of years long. So I'm not like, I don't believe that Jesus is coming back tomorrow, man, you know, or, or maybe even in our lifetime, but yeah, like I can say, yeah, it's the end of days because, like, in what? biblical sense, yeah, it's the end of days. But like I said, end of day, end of days can honestly, I think, be like hundreds to thousands of years long to are God you, because it's such yeah. a small, you know. Are you a um? What is your like in like? Have you spent spent much time thinking about the end times? Are you um like what is kind of your thoughts on like do you are you like a rapture guy or oh yes oh that's (laughs) that's a hard one uh for sure i you know i've i'm coming with the hard questions my friend yeah you are i I wasn't prepared no uh this ain't no press press tour i definitely didn't do any homework um as far as the end of time stuff comes it goes i i have a hard time um, locking into exactly what I believe. I don't really believe in the rapture. Um, I believe that Christ is going to come back and how all of it's going to go down. I have no idea, you know, and yeah. So I have a hard time stating this is what I believe about the end of times because I really don't know. I know that my soul is safe and I focus more on, I guess what I can do now to, I guess, make prepare for the end of days than I can because I don't know what's going to happen. The same, and, and I'm the same way about creation. It's like people like argue about the big boom versus um, was was uh, was the world actually made in seven literal days? Like people argue a lot, take a lot of time and a lot of effort to argue about that. I'm like, it doesn't really change my belief in what God or, or in what or who Christ says he is, you know? Mm. So I guess I spend less time getting caught up on things like that. You know, it's one of those gray yeah. areas. Yeah, that... no. And that, that's like a, <laughs> and I just thought I'd be, you know, what if the, the big bang was just an eight Oh eight drop at, at the very beginning of time. <laughs> and it was the first, uh, <laughs> and just a sweet... that was the first earth grown, the first earth grown. So, and you, so that is an incredibly healthy, 
Christian perspective, and I guess we, so I, for so many years, um, I do, and I'm also continuing the trend of asking if you've heard of bands and maybe not. Have you ever heard of Cursive? Yes. Oh, yes. All right, score. So <laughs> Tim Casher has, has a great line where he says, I, I wasted half my life on the belief that I would live forever. I wasn't raised to seize the day, but to live and worship and uh, anyway, something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was how I grew up was that this world is just meant to be uh, tolerated. We're supposed to be apart from it. It's all going to burn up anyway. Don't really invest in it. You're just going to go to heaven. Don't worry about it. That mm-hmm. sort of theology. And so I was never, and I don't, I'm not sure if that is exactly what I was taught, but this is what I remember in my like formula, formulative years as far as my faith goes. And mm-hmm. I, I even took it to an extreme where I was not, I mean, yeah, I was suicidal and reckless with it because I had this, in my mind, a, a perverse loophole was that like, okay, well, my soul is safe. I can just kill myself and go to heaven and get this over with. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and yeah. so like that's, and it, which really that's kind of with that, that's the danger of that mindset is that's kind of a logical conclusion is like, okay, if this really is meaningless, then let's just get it over with. And right. it's only in the past few years that I've really come around to, yeah, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> like we're supposed to be Christ's ambassadors, the here and now, and we're supposed to affect right. the here and now. And it really is like a, a lie and a trick and unhealthy to spend so much time thinking about these things that really are largely pointless and they're not even really spent that much time in scripture talking about nothing. I mean, right. If we were meant to know specifically probably would have been said specifically. It's more just yeah. like, okay, that stuff's all well and good, but like you loving your neighbor and it's like, it yeah, was like easier. Yeah. That's hard. It was way easier for me to just sit there and daydream about, heaven than like being right. nice to the person that cut me off in traffic you know yeah i mean compare how much like the bible talks about money to how much it talks about the end of times or creation you know it's there's a lot about money because that is so that is like a large part of our life mm-hmm. you know and like the end of time and creation is not as much you know so it's yeah it's cool that uh, that the Bible talks about money so much more because it's we can use that in application to our lives so much more than worrying oh, about you know what's gonna happen for sure and and that's what's I spend like a lot of time on the uh, atheism subreddit of the uh, Reddit just because like the most common because I like to you know I like to see what other like the exact opposite view of harsh view of Christianity and religion is. And that's so sure. much, so much is, is the common thing about, you know, they'll repost like Kenneth Copeland videos or Joel Osteen or people just using the gospel, the gospel for monetary gain. And it like, yeah, lately it's just made me so it's, it, it, it like, <clears throat> it like produces in me, a feeling not of like anger or sadness, but like this mix of just like, my God, like how I don't, how off the mark can you get? Like, I really want to know what those people are really thinking or believing that you can be 
it's like I'm afraid for them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just like, how can you, I don't know. That's just the thing that just blows my mind. Like, how are you reading the same thing I'm reading and getting this crazy <laughs> different? Yeah. For sure. Yep. It's wild. Yep. <laughs> I don't, I, am I supposed to respond to that or are you just Oh, staying? sure. If you want. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, that I don't, was, you I don't know, know if I really have. It sucks. Like it was more of an, it wasn't really a question. It was an observation, but yeah. It yeah, just... sure. I mean, and same with denominations. Like I can't believe that some of the dom- denominations, like they'll take one aspect of the Bible and they'll fixate on that one aspect. And that's like the foundation of their thesis or whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why is that? Like, why is that exact thing? the main you know like just for instance like the baptists like you know that's like one of the biggest things that they push and i i have nothing against uh their theology or their denomination or anything but like why exactly is baptism such a huge focus you know um i mean you can go deeper into it and like well you know baptism isn't necessarily just the actual physical act of baptism it's a way of life baptizing like basically dying to yourself every single day and i understand that but the bap i mean i've been to a few baptist church and that's not exactly what they've preached to me so it's not I, yeah yeah and so that's just one of those things where i've i've always been like why is that like such a big fixation i grew up in a church where um we were reformed but baptism was pushed really, really hard. Like I was baptized at birth. Like I never, or a few days after birth. So I wasn't, I never actually was baptized as a believer. Really? So, I've been baptized yeah. like five times. Yeah. I mean, I I've had, thought about it. I had it. salvation I uh, anxiety where sure. I was like, dude, <laughs> like it was, I was like, I had to make sure that I get this right. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. If you had to distill, so I am I'm uh Joe Atheist over here and I'm like, "Hey, hey mustache man, what <laughs> is Christian? What is a Christian? <laughs> like how would you answer that?" What oh, Jesus Louise, man, really pulling out the big guns. Yep. What is a, what is a Christian? Or I guess we can you can I'll give you options. E- either what do you believe or like it is weird. It seems like the, as time goes and the more we know, like the, it's getting more and more complicated. And that's why I'm always sure I'm like crowdsourcing in a, a, a simplified answer to this thing. Cause it's like, if with the faith that you have, what do you believe or what does it mean? Or what do you think the purpose of life is? Sure. It's a very simple. question. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude. I, uh, I'm going to need more coffee. I think, dang, I should have yeah. like put 10 scoops on. Um, I mean, for me, it's like, I'll boil it down to a simple answer, but obviously of course, with these things, that's always way, way more than just, yeah. just sure. a simple answer. Um, but the, the first simple answer I'll, I'll give you is, uh, you know, love the Lord, your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. I think that, us as Christians overlook that commandment so much and because people are too busy trying to fix each other and uh, condemn one another that they forget that Christ was all about love first and more than he was about condemning people. Mm. And so for me, 
I mean, I'm a, I'm the kind of guy that I guess I've always lived by example. Um, that's, I'm not good with words. I, that's one reason why I write songs because I can't, I don't feel like I can go up to somebody and it's not my gift to go up to somebody to and evangelize. I don't think that was necessarily my calling. I believe that some people do have that calling and I think that's the way the spirit works within them. I don't think that was like given a calling given to me. Um, but I guess for me, just loving and and living my life out the way that Christ calls us to live, not what some preacher says on on stage, but I try to live my life as close to Christ lived his life and loving people as Christ loved, lived his life um, to the best of my abilities. Obviously, I'm a human. And I screw up, and people remind me of that very often, um, and, which is good and bad, you know, because we need mm-hmm. those people to correct us, but um, sure. we don't need those people to criticize. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say more than that. It's, no, no, that's yeah, I love, that's a good summation, man. Sure, yeah, I mean, it, love Christ and, with all my heart, and uh, try and do as He did. Yeah. No, that's that's as simple as it can get, and I think it's, and I, I'm often I if you can't if you haven't figured out I very much like think things to death, and I like sometimes yeah. that's cool, other times I'm so over it, and I just want like because there was a it was like there was a time when I just like believed and like had this like rock what I thought was this rock solid faith, and like I knew that I knew that I knew, then mm-hmm. I had many. Um, things that happened that shook that foundation, and so it's it's being rebuilt. But it's you know it, it was like reassuring to me. Like I found out that like um because what what's been happening in um my oops you still there okay good yep sorry no you're good um the this past uh these past few years maybe like two years it's it's been really feeling like kind of a dark night of the soul sort of thing where like I'm just not feeling God in the same ways that I used to and it's been sure. reassuring to read about like that like Mother Teresa like didn't feel God like her entire ministry and stuff and so it's yeah. like that stuff's always reassuring to me but it's it's like confusing to me and I'm I'm, I'm naturally kind of guilt-ridden and uh, assuming that I'm not doing you know I I really default to religiosity and like i'm not doing a b and c so god is not going to do d e and f for me you know what i mean and like that's just not that's just not what it's about and i'm like sitting here telling this to myself but it's like i'll i'll easily fall back into that trap and sometimes it's i just need to remember it's like yeah man just love god love your neighbor and that's that's about it right you know yeah and something that i've struggled with is that you know, God talks to people different ways. And some people he's very verbal with, like they can hear his voice. You know, I've never, I've never audibly heard the voice of God, but he has definitely spoken to me through other people and through his scripture. And I think that's one thing that I had a hard time with is like, because I would hurt, I would hear people say, yeah, the voice of God or read stories in, in the Bible about people having visions and stuff like that. And 
yeah, I've had prompting and stuff like that, but I've never like openly audibly heard the word, uh, heard the voice of God. And that was something that I struggled with for a long time. I'm like, why, like, what am I doing wrong that I'm not hearing the voice of God? And even now I sometimes I'm like, why, like, is there a reason, you know, but, Mm. um, there is, uh, there's a story in the Bible where, I don't remember right off the top of my head exactly what's happening, but I remember the the response is only such a corrupt uh, generation would ask for um, a sign, basically yeah, saying, basically, wonders. basically yeah. saying like your faith, your faith isn't enough. You're you're like you're not having faith. You're like you don't believe um, who I say I am because you're asking for something when your faith should be all that you need. You know, and yeah, that so like, chills a little bit. I've, yeah, so I've like every time I get caught up on that thought, I remember that scripture, and it kind of, I kind of just puts me back in my place, and just like, okay, well, my faith needs to be greater. Yeah, you know, so, so somebody, and I'll, I'll share this too because this was another thing that that helped me. So, um, so it might have been someone I read was saying how basically the the greatest show of like bond and trust in like an old married couple is when they can just like sit in a room together in silence. Yeah. It's like, they don't need to bolster. It's like the, it's the people that are doubting. They're like, do you love me? Do you love me? It's like, right. But the people that just know it, they can just sit there and just silence. And I was like, that's a really good point. That is, that's an awesome picture. I love that a lot. I think about my grandparents a lot in that because they, that's a lot about like, that's how they are. Um, yeah. they don't talk, they're not big talkers and stuff. And I always kind of wondered that, but well, that's so, really cool. Uh, um, I want to give you some time at the end here. Uh, so tell us about, um, spring and the next album. Sure. Um, so the, are you talking about spring as the single or are you talking about this? I'm record sorry. What's we... the album called? I'm no, you're gonna, fine. You're you totally know. fine. The single that you got it partially, right? The, the single is called Springs. Um, and that was our first drop. And then, uh, we released the record, uh, prettiest of things. Prettiest uh, of things. That's yeah. It. No, you're good. You're, That's no what I said. I said, tell me about prettiest of things. <laughs> exactly what you said. Um, so that record, like we said, is, uh, it's going to be a little bit lighter. Uh, the next record is going to be heavier. Um, both in lyrical content and uh, musicality, I guess. Uh, and uh, Prettiest of Things is uh, a lot lighter as far as um, especially lyrical content, um, but musicality also. Um, so fun fact, I wrote a love song on this record, which is something I have never, ever done. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, what's more <laughs> beautiful in this world than, like, the the story of true love you know what i'm saying so uh the the concept the concept why did i say concept concept concept, i like that concept Uh, i'm gonna lobby to change the pronunciation the concept concept. of this record (laughs) is uh you know the the things that we find in uh, this earth that are beautiful um because as we get older uh we get caught up in uh paying our bills and depression anxiety all that stuff uh, and the whole point of that record is just finding the things that in our lives and around us, people in our lives, the the qualities of these people, um, what the beautiful things that we find around us that make life worth living, and nice. um, yeah, and make 
basically make life worth sticking around for. You know nice. what I'm saying? Because I've I've dealt with depression my whole life. You know, and as um, somebody that has struggled with depression, you always have that thought in the, in your head. It's like, um, you know, why why do I want to stay? Like, what's the reason to stay? Yeah. So those are like just some of the things that like for me especially are reasons to stay. And one's about uh, creation and God as a creator, and one song's about true love. And uh, one song is a parallel between a human and a flower um, and how short that lifespan is and how beautiful it is while, while we have it. And I mean, the, I'm about to actually record a, a demo or not a demonstration um, explanation video of like where uh, all my inspiration came from um, for the cool. songs and uh, the album also. So keep an eye out for that. Like, on our page in a, in a week or so. So, um, but just explaining like where I got the inspiration of the album was I, there's this flower at the end of my driveway that I'd lived at this property for 10 years, never saw this plant do anything. Um, it was just there every year it'd spring up and I, it was just sticks and leaves to me and I had no idea what it was. And it wasn't really like planted in a good place. It was kind of planted like awkwardly. Um, so every year I'm like, what, what is this plant? And I've, I've thought about spraying it and and pulling it several times, but I never did. And, uh, one day I was walking out to go get groceries or something and I see this plant, uh, or I'm like looking at my phone and out of the corner of my eye, something, uh, catches me and I look over and here's this plant full of blossoms for the first time in like 10 years, I see this plant and it's beautiful. And, um, so I take a picture and I send it to my sister who's a florist. I'm like, what is this? And she says, oh, it's a, it's a peony. And I don't know if you know much about yeah. peonies, but they're, they're great big buds. They're really beautiful. And there's like bees like harvesting their pollen and everything. It's really beautiful. Yeah, um, that's what everybody so has like, tattoos of. Yeah, finally this uh, wow. plant has an identity to me. And it goes a little further. A few days later, this plant is dead. Like all the the peonies don't have a very long lifespan, like the the buds. So all of the petals are gone, and I was like really disappointed and kind of mad. I'm like, what is the point of a a plant if it's only going to be around for a few days a year? Um, and I kind of had this epiphany that that's what makes it so precious is the fact that it's so short lived. It's beautiful while it's here, and then it's gone. And the same, kind of the same way with um, our life. And, uh, as I'm getting older, you know, I think about mortality more and like, why am I here? Like, what's the point? Like, uh, and it just made me kind of evaluate my life a little bit more. And, uh, it's just like kind of the same way, um, a life's, uh, a flower's life is short. It's precious while it's here. Um, so kind of that that same mentality wonderfully dense with That's (laughs) really, yeah, that's awesome. What, so what track is that? Uh, that song is called, that song is called silk. Okay. So, yeah. So if you read the lyrics, yeah. Yep. Uh, so if you read the lyrics, um, and so cool, man. Yeah. And I don't want to give away much for the next record, I I, I don't know, but they do connect, um, lyrically and stuff. So, um, I guess that's all I want to say about it right now. Maybe after, after that one drops, we'll talk some more and uh, talk more about it, but we will let's do that um so during this time how can people support you i mean 
keep keep jamming the new record, uh, jam some of the old stuff, learn the lyrics, uh, so that when we can tour again, uh, we'd love to have you guys come up on stage with us, whatever. Of course, you can um, buy merch on, merchandise online uh, to support us. Uh, that's the only place we actually make money. We don't make money from streams, but we do want you to keep streaming. But again, I'm not a guy that's like, buy our merch or we're not going to make music because we're always going to keep making music. If you guys feel led to, please purchase some merch to support us. But I'm not going to like think of you any differently if you if that's not your thing. So Gotcha. What do you mean? But yeah, that's just, uh, you can go to Earthgrown's. Go to earthgrowns.com. We have uh, all of, everything is up there, including lyrics and merchandise. So, awesome. Make sure yep. and when y'all do tour again, come to Louisiana or Texas again. Sure, so come come hang out with you, dude. Yeah, um, I mean July we're planning on doing something. We'll see kind of how that pans out. But okay. Yeah. Well, man, thanks for coming on. I hope I didn't uh, grill you too much, but now you know. No, you it's come on good. To, the questions I, are coming, I, my friend, about life. I guess I personally love the deep conversation. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Because everybody's heard the. I think like, my phone so, is actually dying. I see that. I see that. So but this Jeremy, is perfect timing. Yep. Thank you so much, man. I will uh, talk to you soon. Okay. Yeah, my phone is totally gone. Fuck,